And welcome to Row 60 of Georgia Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thornton. Boom, Clark. A little all-season boom, a little mid-February boom to get the energy level up a little bit. This is the time of year for folks like us, man. We need to get the energy cranked up a little notch. You're dang right, Adam. You are dang right. about five, man. You know, we just got to get through this dreary winter weather right now. But what what you know good, brother? Well, I know that this is episode number 49, and I know that it feels really good to be back here. Yes, This is the off-season. Welcome to the off-season, folks. It's kind of a dreary day out here in northeast Georgia. That it is. But we are back-to-back national champions. That is true. Still floating on our cloud for those who would like to know. And uh, people that see me out and about still ask if I'm on a cloud. And I say, yes, sir, I am, brother. You best believe it. I'm still floating on that cloud, man. Do you still pinch yourself, Adam? I still pinch myself. You have to. I still just sit there and think 65 to 7. I know. That's 58 points, man. 65 to 7. I have some stuff that says 65 to 7 on it. And every time I see it, I'm like, man. You just talk about a tail whooping, Clark. Yeah. Just a tail whooping. And then I see, um, and then, you know, my biggest predicament right now. What's that? It's kind of balancing out which national championship team I'm going to honor. Oh, yeah. So that's why I have one that just says back-to-back. Kind there of you honors go. both of them. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that's a predicament. And as a uh, as a fan of an elite college football program, stuff that we have to deal with right now. What yeah. national championship hat am I going to wear? What shirt am I going to wear? You know, where am I going to place what memorabilia and um, commemorate with? You know, that's, that's just where we're at right I was now. About to say, I'm looking around the shop right now, Adam, and yeah. my gosh, we're running out of real estate. <laughs> yeah, here. running out of real estate, man. I got my uh, 2022 national championship here in the little man cave shop where me and Clark uh, record from every episode that you see. And uh, of course, it's just covered with Georgia memorabilia through the years. But I have a mm. wall in the back that is a tribute to both national championship teams, uh, the flags with the national championship logo, both teams, and then on each side of the flags that are stacked together, a uh, tribute to one year and the other year that mirrors the same type of um, posters, Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. uh, stadium panoramas and everything, man. Yeah. And uh, Every time I walk in here every day and I look at it, I just smile. Yeah. Just smile. Well, you know, last, good Lord. last offseason, Adam, it, we thought, we, we had this pipe dream that George was going to do it again. Yeah. And, and here we are. Yeah. Same kind of feeling, to be quite honest, yeah. as as last offseason at this point. We're thinking, man, this t- this year's team could do it too. Yeah. We potentially could three-peat. We're going to get into why we, we think that in later episodes. We're not going to go right. that much into depth with it. But um, for this episode, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk through kind of the timeline of events that have happened, that have transpired, Adam. There's my big word. There of the you episode. go, transpired. That, transpired. that have transpired since the national championship celebration. Uh, certain yeah. things have happened, good and really bad. So we want to make mention of those things mm-hmm. um, on this episode. But, Adam, before we get into all that, what have you been up to? Man, Clark, uh, you know, just being a dad. Okay. Just being a dad to a six-month-old girl, uh, all that, uh, as all parents know, uh, a lot of time consumed with that and wouldn't have it any other way. So doing that, and then uh, it's just been wet up here in northeast Georgia, man, and uh, trying to get out in the pasture and uh, feed cows some hay. And that's kind of just been my daily routines. And stuff. Like and, you know, a few projects here and there, but uh, nothing big, nothing yeah. big, just laying low and uh, just, uh, man, just living. I like just it. Just living, like it. baby. How about you, brother? Yeah, uh, my business is is starting to pick back up. There you know, we go. Uh, in the fall, it, it kind of has a little bit of a lull. Um, not as many projects to work on, especially when I'm not taking on weddings and That's that right. kind of thing. So, but wedding season is in full swing, so I'm doing a lot of wedding videos. And uh, Adam, you and I, we're talking about starting 
a new business venture, we and are. we're not going to discuss it on this podcast just yet. Until it gets official, but we have, have that's been a lot of time, too, that we have done since our last uh, recording is talking about something that Clark and I want to uh, want to indulge in mm. in, the, uh, in the business world, and it, you won't see it coming, folks. You won't yeah. see it coming. <laughs> it is not related to Georgia football at all, but it is something that brings joy, and we will bring high energy in it with what we do, yes. and uh, it, it'll be exciting. Uh, big plans with that. Hopefully, all the chips fall into place with it and um it'll be exciting yeah I, I cannot wait if everything <laughs> goes to plan with it, i cannot wait to unveil it oh it's gonna be if awesome you will, to uh to the world and you know what when we do community. get this off and running kicked off and running adam we're gonna invite all of our row 60 people Absolutely. to come be a part of yes. our, our grand ceremony, if you will, yes. our celebration. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, and I will say, it's not a restaurant or store no. or anything. It's nothing along those lines. You won't see it coming, but uh, we will be um, talking about that on uh, future episodes yeah. once we get uh, everything in stone, hammered in stone, like man, that. and, you know, concrete. So. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Oh, I can't wait. After, actually, after this podcast, Clark and I are sitting down and running through some more stuff yeah. with it. We, so, we got to uh, talk some business, people. Yes, sir, man. So <laughs> exciting times, but uh, oh, yeah. back to back national champions, man. Life is good. Mm. Always is good, man. Uh, Lord's good. And I hope everybody else, everything's going good in your world, man. Yeah. We miss getting to conversate with folks, and um, uh, we're, we're going to ramp it up more this offseason season than we did last season we want to stay yeah. in touch with everybody we'll get some uh get some guests on maybe and I, yep. I don't know if you have that listed on later on down our plans to talk about that but we could get that at the end of the show mm -hmm. kind of what we have planned until what i would say clark is our official kickoff to like boom here it is it's go time time to get back in routine of shows which usually starts with us about mid-july would you yeah. say oh mid -July, yeah july we start some previews mm -hmm. and stuff so man hey it'll be here before you know it be here before you know it so uh we're, we're excited about that but right now we're uh, very fortunate to be doing what we're doing right now and mm -hmm. um it's just good times man but there's a lot to cover like clark said good um good good stuff and some uh stuff that is just it's heartbreaking that we just need to make mention of that we have uh have not been on air talking about since the national championships so. yeah so let's start off uh, with some good, Adam. Um, the national championship celebration, yeah. I thought it was a fun time. Yes, it um, was. For those who went, I don't know, it didn't have the same luster as last year's, uh, just because no, I no, guess it wasn't. It was. Oh, it wasn't new. We're, you know? we're making it a a yearly routine. Clark, I actually <laughs> had to go to a a conference in Atlanta last week for kind of an ag leadership deal, and uh, Brian Kemp was there, and I oh. ran into him. Um, actually, we had a little uh, gathering after. Uh, we visited the Capitol and he spoke at it and like he was walking by and he said he liked my tie, had on the Georgia oh, nice. tie. And uh, I shook his hand and uh, I said, Governor Kemp, I hope we make it a yearly tradition that I get to hear you <laughs> speak in Sanford Stadium in January. Really? You, I, I didn't did, know yeah, you had like, that encounter. Yes, yep, yep, I had that cool. encounter. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Man. You know, so uh, uh, he's a DGD, hey, loves did, the dogs. Did so. you happen to ask him uh, when the teachers are getting a raise? Mm, mm. I didn't. Well, we need – my wife needs a raise well, all the teachers out there. No, yeah, I mean, everybody – yeah, everybody. <laughs> I feel everybody like everybody probably can make a case. Yep, yep, but uh, <laughs> now we were there for a little agriculture event cool. deal, man. So it, it was real neat. It was yeah. real neat um, getting to explore the capital and doing that. Yeah, so I wore my, my suit and my tie, which I do not wear at all, only on, uh, only on very special occasions. Mm. So – a full day wearing a suit and tie was, was rough on me, but uh, it, <laughs> yeah. it was worth it. It was worth oh, it. Oh, man. Anyway, I digress. Cool. I digress. Cool, but, no, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you told me that. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, well, I just thought about it when we were talking yeah. about a celebration, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, he spoke. We had who? Shockley was there again. DJ Shockley yes. was kind of the host, if you will. And yeah. uh, I like the narrator. Presence. The narrator. Yeah. The narrator. Um, I will say this. Kirby. 
It was juiced. Wasn't he it? was juiced, and I. Yeah, I, I think he was juiced. I man. think he was juiced, as in he, <laughs> he may have had a couple of <laughs> mimosas in the morning. Maybe so, man. He definitely <laughs> he actually seen more Jack this year than last yeah. year. It seemed like, man. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Doctor Doctor Moorhead, yes, Jerry, Doctor Jerry Moorhead. I've heard Jeer and I've Jerry, heard Jerry. I was going to say, what, what did Doctor Moorhead say, Clark? He said, "Hello, students and fans of the <laughs> University of Georgia. My name is Jerry Moorhead." <laughs> And I want to thank you for joining us on such a sub. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. I don't perfect. Know. I mean, that, you nailed it. That's oh, that, exactly what the great Dr. Moorhead. We love Dr. Oh, we Moorhead. We love him, yes. Great job on the academic side. Oh, yeah. Great job, Clark, on the academic side at the University of Georgia, man. I mean, I'm sure there's great things going on there academically. Mm. Do I know what's going on there academically? I was right about now? to say. I, I don't, but I know there's good stuff because <laughs> everything is held to elite standard at the university. Mm. But more importantly, we have a president there that is a friend of the football program and uh you, you can't say that about the guy that was there before dr moorhead mm. and uh cost coach rick a lot of lot of uh, uh anxiety i would say probably i mean just some hard times but yeah. anyway uh what dr moorhead has done his support of the program is another key cog that is uh that was in the machine to build georgia with what it is so we love dr moorhead but yes, that, that that's do. exactly what he was yeah. saying and and that voice everything yeah. no clark so he was there beautiful um, day beautiful day yeah St- i was good to see all the guys out there yep. i thought stetson's uh celebration speech if you will was pretty i don't know it's pretty harsh it was, was pretty much of- like I, I i don't care for anybody out there who d- ever doubted me blah 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 it wasn't a Thank you, fans, for sticking it. Yep. You know, sticking with us yeah, all he, throughout uh, these times. You know, he's definitely a guy with a chip on his shoulder, man. And uh, hey, he earned to say whatever he wanted to say in that celebration. Now, uh, you know, there, there's stuff that back and forth, just kind of like, ah, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that. But I, you know, I, that's one of those things where I kind of stayed out of those arguments that I you see. would see and just. Happy to be a back-to-back national yeah. championship. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's, that's just, just okay. you know, what our, our take is going to be. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was it, a little it was, brash, it was a, but yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's, it was uh, – I, I wasn't expecting no. that type of deal. But I will say that Christopher Smith did a outstanding job speaking, mm. man. DGD. DGD, yeah. man. And um, Going to um, miss him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Cedric Van Pran, he was up there too. Uh, so – yeah, a lot of a lot of good good times, beautiful weather and everything there. Um, got sale Russell Harrell. He was there. Oh, Some yeah. of us got people that traditionally sit with us were uh, at the celebration where we sat at on row sixty, man. So uh, always good to get that extra time, even if it's not a game in Sanford Stadium. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Let's make it a yearly tradition, man. For sure. Uh, moving on. So the very next day, uh, had some very sad news. Chandler uh, Lee Croy and Devin Willick. Uh, they got into a serious car accident um, along with Warren McClendon. Warren McClendon, yeah, vehicle. sorry about that. And another, and another recruiting staff. Right. Um, I, I, I apologize. I can't remember her name right off. Um, but, but, yes, that was a very tragic event. Um, you know, it's, it's something that life can give you the ultimate highs and then just in a split second mm-hmm. – it can be an ultimate low, man, and that's yeah. why we're not of this world, that there is something better than this world. As much as we love Georgia football and the feeling of a national championship, man, there's something better than this oh, yeah. because uh, stuff like that can can bring down right there. So uh, what Clark and I really just want to address with this because we, we haven't um, had a show since the release is that just we are still praying for everybody that mm-hmm. was involved, man, and knowing that, uh, knowing that the Lord will – 
work through this. I mean, oh, yeah. they're, they're, and I'm sure there's been a lot of people in the life that both of these um, young people lived that were touched by that and uh, growing closer to the Lord because of the inspiration that they were mm-hmm. um, for that. Uh, from what you hear of people who knew them yeah. best, so uh, just continue prayers to the whole community and people that were close to these individuals mm-hmm. and um, and everything. Yeah, and I mean, this is obviously a very tragic thing, and um, man, it's I know it it certainly will affect these young guys on the football team. Um, I know they've been bringing in some people, some counselors, you know, to kind of work through some That's of the players or work with some of the players uh, through this situation. So that is really good. And yeah, our prayers continue to go out to them. Um, and hopefully, you know, these, these players will, will play for, um, you know, Chandler and Devin this upcoming yep. season. So, Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. A uh, heart wrenching man. And uh, just, I'll, I'll say just continue prayers and know yeah. they left a legacy that, uh, that their impact that they left behind will always be felt. Absolutely. Individuals, man. So, yep. Yep. Um, A.D. Mitchell, a uh, little oh, shifting man. gears here. <laughs> Jeez yeah. Louise, man. Are you kidding me? A.D. Mitchell, for those who may be sleeping under a rock, uh, transferred our best – you could argue right. our best receiver. You you could also make the argument that he wasn't the best receiver. Exactly. Anyway, he's going to Texas uh, for $4 million bucks, sold out Woo. to the Longhorns. Hey. One of my favorite one of my favorite rock and roll songs was sung by a band called ACDC, okay. and it says, it says "Come on, come on, listen to the money talk." Clark. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the money talked AD, and yeah. he listened, man. And uh, I know he's originally from Texas, but uh, I don't buy. I, I, and I should say this: I don't know it personally, but but I mean, four million dollars. Hey, you know, whatever. That's, I mean, you can't fault somebody for making big money, wanting to do. I mean, it's it's whatever. Thank you for what he did for Georgia. I hate it because I think it tarnishes for what his Georgia legacy will be oh, yeah. forever. Obviously, because he made some of the biggest catches in Georgia football history. When you think about the mm-hmm. catch in the national championship in Indianapolis against Alabama, the go-ahead touchdown in the Peach Bowl, man. Yep. I mean, legendary stuff that in the state of Georgia he could have. Uh, I mean, never bought a meal, but never bought anything, mm. anything the rest of his life. Yeah. But uh, going to be with Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers over in Austin, Texas, man, and we'll see how that works out. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I just. You hear, I hate it, man. Yeah. I hate that the game has turned to that. You hear a lot of people saying, you know, well, he's going back to be with his, you know, baby and and all this, and I don't, I don't. I don't this sounds bad. I don't know if I buy that because. Surely he saw his kid a good bit. Surely he saw his family. Um, and, and it's not like he didn't have money coming in from other NIL deals here. Um, I'm not saying that wasn't a factor. I'm just saying that's not the main reason he left. The main reason he left is because a kid was handed $4 million to go, go play football. The, the, the Texas um, big, like, old guys or whatever yeah. that they do, you know, the guys that are the ones who wear their uh, the bolo ties with right. the um, Lucchese boots and uh, Stetson cowboy hats around and, and their suits, you know, just businessmen mm-hmm. is, um, you know, I've talked about my personal vendetta against them. Right. They're doing college football and affecting uh, our, you know, the Georgia, that the Georgia, um, recruiting type deal we saw it with a&m a couple years ago yep. and we see how that's happened with them i love it and uh then ad mitchell the same way man a lot of deep pockets in the long star state man and uh one thing that those a&m guys and those texas guys they're, they want to see them in the playoffs in the national championship and what's happening in athens they're they're trying to duplicate and they're shelling out as much money as they can to see that happen yeah. and um you know it's still funny and I, that's what i told tcu fans to console them after uh the, the beat down and i was like man you know at least y'all are the first team 
team from the state of Texas make a college football yeah. playoff. And probably one of the least likely teams to do it. And exactly. they, they proved everybody wrong. And they did it. And they did yeah, it. They but did. Uh, anyway, but I, I digress. I just um, – I'm not a fan of those type of individuals that are, are putting the money, uh, the bag men, Mm. per se of uh, of those universities in the Lone Star State and uh you know it got AD Mitchell well, one good positive Clark about it man talented receiver did did a lot for Georgia when he was on the field but you got to think I mean golly uh how much 95% of the season he was not on the field that is very true or whatever yeah. it is so, but but then you look at the impact he made oh, when exactly, he was exactly. on the field uh, there gracious. is no doubt no yeah. doubt that he is a stud receiver, yeah, and would play would have played a big impact on the uh, 2023 offense, Clark. But right now, man, that's why Georgia recruits at the level that they recruit. Mm-hmm. While they work the portal, like they work the portal, is next man up mentality, man. Yeah. Next man up mentality. Let's go. We lost a, our arguably top receiver last year to the guys down the road, Alabama, and you know what? Guy stepped up. Guy stepped up. I, yeah, I no, I agree with you there. I don't think he was. The no, best. no, he wasn't. But, but yeah, but you're, you're talking about you know the, yeah. the, that was the conversation, right? But, right, right. But you don't think he was the best. Do you think oh, AD was no. the best last, last year? The, this the year before last. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. When yes, when Jermaine was still on the hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean don't, a, don't get me wrong. Jermaine was extremely talented. I'm not taking away anything from him, but I think there are guys. I think Brock was better than Jermaine Burton. Well, of course, in yeah, certain I'm talking situations, about, like, true wide receiver okay, yeah, on the yeah, outside. Yeah. Well. No, 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 no. That's that's now, blasphemous. Now, he's not even – neither one of those guys are in the same stratosphere as Brock Bowers. Yeah. There's not I too know. many people in the same universe as Brock yeah. Bowers as number 19. You know? I, I completely agree. So, no, no, no don't, don't take me wrong on that when I said that. It's just the similarities of you lose your, you know, your stud yeah. wide receiver. And, you know, there, there's pandemonium. There's mm-hmm. panic. And I've learned one thing, Clark, and we're going to get this later in the episode. Okay. With other news is broke. Trust Kirby Smart. Never doubt Kirby Smart, especially when it comes to coaching staff management. Mm-hmm. And roster management. Because like there's nobody else better yep. in the game today than Kirby Paul Smart. Kirby Paul <laughs> Kirby goes out there Paul and he Smart. makes stuff happen on the roster management front and in the coaching staff front in a time in a world where that is hard to do because you got to re-recruit your guys that are on roster that you locked down when they were coming out of high school to come yeah. to Georgia. you got to still recruit them while they're on the team that you didn't have to do a few years ago. And he's the best in the business at doing that. And the guys that he that will slip away and go on, Grinner Passions, hey, man, you know, the Georgia brand and what he does and his staff does will get guys come that want to be a part of it too yep. man so and if you don't want to be a part if you don't want to be a part of it then forget it don't worry about it we're yep. the best thing in college football right now there's two back-to-back national championships if you want to be a winner if you want to go on and you look at the goals that these guys that set out with their dreams were when they came to athens to be a part of the university of georgia under kirby paul smart clark they were obtained Mm-hmm. Rings, national exposure, NFL draft picks last year, and what we'll see this upcoming April too, man. And they're going to go make millions and uh and um and and just ball, yeah, ball, ball, <laughs> ball with the kids, financially ball, and athletically, everything. It's going to be gonna, great. Yeah, build yeah. some houses, man. Get some Maseratis. Is that what the the I assume, is that the choice I assume, of car? I assume yeah. something like that. Some nice, <laughs> nice something that uh, oh, I'm, Maseratis are nice. You don't see, they look really you don't good see driving around Franklin County, Georgia. No. <laughs> All you see here is a nice GMC going down the road mm-hmm. every once in a while. A really nice one. Yeah, that's that's about yep. And yeah, the rest of it's just some good good American made just farm trucks, man. Oh yeah. Love it. And just oh, yeah. other good good vehicles. That's true. Anyway. Um yeah. While we're still on the uh wide receiver 
topic. Let's talk yeah. about Ra Ra Thomas. Yeah. yeah. He got into a little bit of an incident, got arrested. Adam, is he going to be able to play this season? Do we know? Um, we're not going to talk about what the incident had because I hadn't read any police reports. I don't know. I don't even want, I mean, that's, that's for other people to dissect yep. there. Um, what happened? I don't know. What, whatever. From what, what, for what I've heard is it looks like he will still be on the team. Everything I read now, again, like we say all the time on this show, we don't have any inside connections. It's just kind of speculation from what mm-hmm. you hear. But I, I think he's still planning on being the, on the team and, um, that, uh, all the transfers that came in this year, especially your big target ones that, uh, uh, the Dominic love it and all that have bought into the culture, man, on campus, and um, and, and we'll see yeah. what. Hopefully, this is if it is true what happened that this is a uh, a, a huge wake up call for that young man. Yeah. Because if what had happened happened, that it's unacceptable. Right. It's unacceptable. But and that know, and a lot of this stuff, chance, yeah, a lot of this stuff is dealt or dealt with internally. Um, you don't see a lot of. Um, I will say. I, I will say this. There are a lot more incidents that happen with these kids. Right. May, certainly not as major as what Ra Ra got himself into or allegedly did. Uh, but a lot of that stuff is handled within the confines yeah. of butt yeah. smear building. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff um, people don't hear about, and that is kept under wraps because of Kirby and his staff. I mean, a lot of times – and it's not – it's not like we're getting away with with murder, right? Right. Uh, no, but, no, 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 no. But, but I mean, still, some of the stuff. I, I don't know. I I haven't really read it. That's why I'm kind of scared to comment on it because from what I think I heard, what it was, if that did happen, I think that's one of those things that, as our beliefs, or as, as a man that absolutely should never have point blank period, never any, anything. Should, but that's that's kind of as far as I want to go. Speculating. Yeah, that's on. fine. That's that's, kinda, <laughs> that's I mean, good because I don't want it because I don't know the whole details, yeah. man. Well, but you know, it's one of them things that I think still going to be still be on the team from what you what you hear. But well, here's a story we do know the details about, (laughs) or most of the details. Stetson Bennett, oh God bless him, uh, got arrested out in Texas for a little public intoxication and ding dong ditching people at six a.m. in the morning. Yeah, (laughs) you can't make it up. You can't make it up. When I woke up that Sunday morning, I read that I was like, my gosh, six a.m. Yeah, you know, I mean, I. I understand maybe like 2 a.m., 1.30 a.m. if he's out there going out and about gallivanting around. But if this man (laughs) at 6 a.m. at 6 a.m. is that inebriated. I love that That he's going around and knocking on doors. Goodness. What a night. My thing is, what a night. was this at a hotel? Was it at, you know, just some random neighborhood? I think it was some metropolitan area, man, wow. neighborhood. I, I don't know that those details either, but, you know, there a lot of great gifts. Is that what they're called? Or yeah, GIFs. 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 Or GIFs? GIFs. No, yeah. that's not what it. Yeah. No, I, no, I know what memes? a meme. A meme. Like, uh, yeah. not, gifts are just the word, right? I mean, no, just a gif the, no, is the a gifts moving, are the. It's like yes, a moving, moving thing. No, the meme is the word. Yeah. The meme is what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Now, a lot of good memes came out of that, you mm. know. And uh, <laughs> <it's>, you know, <laughs> we need to teach you a little bit more about the difference between gifts and memes. Yeah, but, but, a gif is a meme. Okay, I guess a meme could also be. Well, some memes are gifts. It's confusing. <laughs> they, they, they correlate, though. They do correlate, Adam. You, you can right, use so them interchangeably. I understand. I, like. yeah. I understand. But yeah, a lot of good jokes. There you go. Puns and line oh, punchline were came across you know, of course, because it being in Dallas, close to Fort Worth, where TCU is located, and after that beat down, I mean, a lot of good stuff out oh, there, yeah. man. You just you use your imagination. Well, and, uh, some of the stuff because we are a family friendly show, right? You could go look it up yourselves. But everybody's not hurt. I mean, we're reporting news that happened 
long, long a, time a ago, while back. Just yeah. giving our, our takes. We're catching up. So. Yeah, we're catching up for sure. Um, but man, Stetson, God He's bless him. Like, what in the world? You know, uh, uh, I do think he was training for from what yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with a. Um, he was with a. I guess private quarterback coach or whatever yeah. academy or what whatnot. He opted out because he would have been in Mobile for the Senior Bowl practice, mm-hmm. but opted out of that man. But wish Stetson the best. Thank for yeah. what he has done. DGD. Um, arguably the best to ever put on the red and black, and I Ooh. think he'll get drafted. That's that was what I was about to ask you. Where do you think he'll get drafted? Fourth round. Mm. Yeah, I could see fourth or fifth. Fourth round. I, I mean, if now, we're being if we're being serious about it, fourth or fifth. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't know as far as with some of the stuff, how that will affect it. Right. That will not. But um, before that, and just thinking that that didn't affect, I kind of I could I see fourth round, man. Mm. I think he'll be a long time NFL um, backup. Backup. Maybe I'm crazy, but. I, I mean, I mean, why I, not I, the kid at this point? Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, every, I mean, why not? Why? I mean, why not? I mean, well, it, I mean, some people just got that it. I mean, he's got that it. Yeah, he's and, got that it. And I was watching Jalen Hurts the Super Bowl, and I'm not comparing Jalen to Stetson. Right. I will compare Jalen right out of college to Stetson right out of college, and I'll say, I mean, talent wise, there's not a ton of difference. I don't know. Maybe I'm being absolutely. I, no, I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, am I being yeah, crazy? No, no talent-wise, you know, mobility, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I think the physical characteristics of Jalen Hurts just being a freak, that, that's the thing that would be, yeah. I think, would be He is difference. much more stock. Much more stockier, stockier taller. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and that's what he did a lot with the Eagles in the little bit of NFL. See, that, mm-hmm. that helped him a lot. But, but no, as far as a gamer, uh, I mean, Stetson, he deserves a chance. Yeah, give him a I chance. Think we'll, we'll, we'll give a uh, NFL draft preview episode. We'll okay. break all this down. Later. Let me ask you this. Put that on the okay, books. okay, yeah. Where? Let's just do a, a knee-jerk reaction here. Where do you think Stetson will go? I'm not talking about the round. I'm talking about the actual team, the location. New England. New England? New England. <laughs> you think, do you think Bill Belichick, Belichick? likes him? Oh, enough? absolutely. Yeah, that, that seems like a Stetson place, a Stetson destination. Lad McConkey will join him eventually. <laughs> that that I would put actual money on, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, being serious. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, where's Hunter Renfro right now? In the he's, uh, he's with Las Vegas. Oh, okay. He was with him, I know. But who yeah, is, who's the Raiders good. coach? This, is, this just shows how little I know about NFL. It was Josh McDaniels. I don't know if he got fired this past year or not. I can't remember. They did terrible. Well, I couldn't. I I thought it was still Gruden for a while. Uh, I, yeah, they I know had, they had some. That, that, yeah. There was an incident with there that. Was a, I, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, back to Georgia. All right, um, our ADHD pulling us back. ADD. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. For some reason, I was about to say the pink elephant in the room. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. the elephant in the room. All right, monkin out, Bobo in, boom. Wow. Okay. That, all right. So really why everybody needs to know why it has took us this long to release another episode is we were waiting for this news to break. Right. Instead of doing an episode, speculating, weighing everything out, yeah. thinking, oh, Monkey's going to stay. He's going to stay and kind of going back and forth with just complete, utter just speculation with mm-hmm. no inside sources whatsoever. If you got, We wanted to wait until we heard officially if Monkin was coming back or if he was leaving and then make an episode on who potential – Offense coordinator replacements would be, right? Right, right. Well, we got them both already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's something that uh, browsing the Georgia webs, I'll call it. Okay. Um, getting a pulse of the fan base. 
Very controversial. Mm. And we knew it would be. And we knew this was a possibility. And uh, I was going to go ahead and say, I like it. You like I mean, it? I like the hire. Okay. I like that. And, I, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. But uh, go ahead. Adam, I, I think it's fair to say, though, whether you like the hire or not, it's going to be a downgrade. Oh, yeah, 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 Monkey, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Can yeah, we agree absolutely. on that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, there, there's no doubt, Clark, that what Munkin did at Georgia. I mean, you think about the last three games he was the head coach at Georgia. Yeah. Against the teams he played, Man, too. LSU, 50-burger. Ohio State, 40-plus. 65 in the national championship. Um, unbelievable. What he did, even – I mean, even honestly, Clark, I mean, just let, let's just – Pay tribute to Todd Munkin for Okay, I like it. Um, Let's you know, do it. I mean, we knew he was a journeyman, right? We yeah. knew he wasn't going to be a guy. We would just hope that maybe the wife loved Athens, man. <laughs> Didn't want none of the big city NFL mm-hmm. living in um in, in those type of environments. She loved kind of the feel that Athens gives, a unique feel that we all love about going over there, and and some people love living in it. And and you would think as a head coach's wife, maybe that was kind of the thing, man. That maybe yeah. maybe the wife loves it, and we're going to stay here and retire. We're in the back half of our career. Um, but meant to be his heart's in the NFL. But coming in, Clark, the 2020 to the COVID year, man, what he did, the automatic change just like that Mm -hmm. from the 19 offense under James Coley, which was a dang good defense that year. Oh, yeah. But that offense, Clark, was just, I mean. And it it, wasn't the talent on the offense. It was the scheme. Yes, the scheme. It was just horrendous, man, Mm -hmm. horrendous. I remember – I was like, I'm an idiot. I, I really thought that. We opened up in Nashville on a Saturday night that year against Vanderbilt, and I thought we had some good play calls. That I was like, oh, oh yeah. Get, Vandy. yeah. Then, yeah gets Vandy. And then, um, nah, it did not shape <laughs> out to be. But anyway, so from what he inherited overnight to what he is getting now, or what, what he turned Georgia into even from 2020, man, late half 2020, that Mississippi yeah. State game, yeah. the Peach Bowl, um, Missouri uh, playing them weirdly in December that year mm-hmm. up in Missouri, put up points with JT Daniels. Um, um, he just transformed it, took it to a whole nother level. And that's what you got to have as elite and as good as Georgia's defense have been the past two years. You do not win a national championship without the level of play and high standard that Georgia's offense mm-hmm. was at. I tell you what, Todd Munkin did that no other offense coordinator, at least in my lifetime, has done. Right. Is believed in his quarterback enough to just turn the turn the offense over yeah. to him, and that's what he did with Stetson. And and it, you know he, I think he it makes took some, a while to get there. It but did. It, it, it certainly did. To both of them, right? Man. And I feel like the trust and the bond that those two had is it, it was great. They were made for each other. Yeah. And uh, and it was good. And I think sometimes when Stetson did kind of go off on his script that. Munkin was able to rein him in right, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that was a good relationship between the two. I, I feel like looking at it from the outside in, but anyway, you can't say enough about what Todd Munkin did at Georgia, but what this does, Clark, we kind of knew he probably wasn't be here forever. It's wishful thinking. If you look at the trajectory of his career from where his, his, uh, his pattern is, three or four years at one stop and then moving yeah. on. I mean, he was the head coach at Southern Miss, inherited like maybe a winless football team mm. or one win. And then didn't have a good year the first year. The second year wasn't as good. But his third year as head coach down there in Hattiesburg, man, won nine games. Yeah. So, I mean, but then instead of keep building on the program, he jumped at offense coordinator position. He left. You know, so it, it seems like three or four years and he's going to the next stop, man. And obviously he wants to get back in the NFL. I think the last yeah. time he was there with Cleveland, he was not calling plays. Um, and I think he did in a stint with Tampa Bay before that. So I imagine surely he's going to Baltimore and being the play caller. Um, oh my gosh, you got Lamar and John, uh, 
and you got uh, Mark oh, Andrews, yeah. right? Yeah. Is he still yeah. there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, he's got some tools to work with, definitely. And when in the NFL, you got to have a quarterback, man. Yeah. So, he maybe felt like that was the uh, – the uh the the right fit there and um with John Harbaugh and um hey we'll see I I really do wish him the best of luck you oh, know I, you can't fault him for this um I ask you know I talk with my uh, former boss Brett Green he's down in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers and he actually does their you know their video um their their team video coaches video all that he's the director of technology I think. Anyway, I was asking him kind of the difference between working for an NFL team as opposed to working for a college team. And all he ever talks about is the difference between recruiting. And that's what you hear a lot of these guys say um, that that make that transition one way or the other. College recruiting takes so much time, so much energy and effort. Um, I mean, you're recruiting these – Away from family. You're recruiting these guys – I mean, even into the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade nowadays. Yeah. And, and now you got to worry about NIL deals on top of that. Yeah. And re recruiting them, even when exactly. they're on your team yeah. already for yeah. a couple of years. I mean, it's just, and I don't blame any guy who wants to no. <laughs> make his job easier and go into the NFL. So, um, yeah. you know, I wish him the best of luck. But, but moving forward with Mike Bobo, Adam, you said you like the hire. Yeah. I do too. Good. Um, but it does concern me a little bit. His history. Uh, and, uh, Look, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little yeah. timid. I'm a yeah, little okay. timid. I mean, that's and, understandable, yeah. man. And if you didn't live through the uh, – oh, shoot, 2007 through 14, maybe you didn't, won't feel this way. But if you lived through those years, there were some good times. There were some really good times, and there were some really bad times yeah. too uh, as far as offense play calling goes. Yeah, I agree, Clark. Um, one thing about Bobo, man, you talked about the recruiting. that It's got to be in your blood yeah. to, to be a college football recruit. And also, not only that, but when you come to Athens and you sign up to be on Kirby Paul Smart staff in Athens, Clark, yeah. you got to take it up a notch oh, when yeah. it comes to the recruiting side because if you can't, if you can't, you're you're out of here, See man. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're done. I think that was the prime exhibit A's Tracy Rocker that one year he had, man. If he didn't want to get out there and look where he's at, he's a position coach in the NFL right now. So uh, Bobo is a guy who knows the game of recruiting, who in the most talent mm. spot, hot spots in this nation, primarily in the southeast, has the connections, man. A yeah. guy who is well known and a guy who knows the culture here at the University of Georgia. And one thing I like about it here now, Clark, with this this rendition of Bobo coming in, he's been on staff and he's been in Athens for the past thirteen months under yeah. Munkin. I think people think too that oh we're gonna line it up in the eye. He's gonna have a Sean Chappis type <laughs> fullback Hicks. out there, Quavon Hicks fullback out there, and uh, we're we're gonna run that that. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do the misdirection where you know the play action pass where we stick the ball yes five feet in the air yes. and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That that that's um that's football from a decade ago, man. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. And Georgia and Kirby found the formula that he wants, the type of offense he wants to see. And just because Todd Munkin left doesn't mean that that offensive attack is going to leave too. Right. Yeah. There's going to be point. his own wrinkles in it. I think you're going to see more of a running game. I Bobo. was about to say. And also, Clark, a guy, Stacey Searles, who has worked under Bobo at the University of Georgia before that as an true. offensive line That's coach. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, better schemes in the running game, man. Maybe not so more in the passing game. It was hard to beat what Todd Munkin did uh, with, with some of the schemes in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But still, you're going to see the same offense. It's not all of a sudden you're just going to see – 
you know, it's it's the, if you if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. Exactly. I mean, they're not going to do that. Yeah, Bobo will have his personal touch. And people don't realize, man, I feel like Mobo had a lot of input this year on the offense. And Todd Monk could be the first to tell you that. No, he wasn't calling the plays, but they sit there with analysts and all these staffs that go over all this time, these meetings of this game plans, these attacks. Man, I think it was one of the plays that was – that we openly know about, not counting the ones that we don't, that was in the SEC championship when Darnell Washington caught that touchdown pass right across the goal line oh, yeah. early in the first half of yep. it. That uh, Monken said in the interview that, yeah, that was one that Mike Bobo drew up right there. So, I mean, yes, I don't think in-game play caller it's going to be hard to get somebody better than Monken, man. But Bobo, let, let's think about it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's think about if Bobo wasn't in the equation, who would Georgia go get? And now, more so now, back in the day, man, there were some unrealistic things about who Georgia would get as an assistant coach. Now, man, you might say these these dream top guys, it's more reasonable now because yeah. Georgia's the king. They're mm-hmm. the standard now. But back in the day when we always would have these talks, you know, there was just fairy tale dreams. But what you're seeing, man, I mean, you look at Alabama. Prime, mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Grubb was the hot name, the Washington offensive coordinator. Um, I think he gets paid a couple million up in Seattle, man. But uh, Saban wanted him, interviewed him. I'm sure he offered him, turned him down. Saban couldn't get Joe Moorhead away from – is it Akron? It's some Mac school that okay. he's the head coach of. Yeah. So, anyway, what I'm saying is Saban was striking out, striking out, striking out, and uh, settled for Tommy Reese, which is a very underwhelming hire in my opinion. And Son of – what's his name, Reese? What, what, what's, who's his dad, Tommy Reese's dad? I don't know. He played quarterback at Notre Dame about 10, 12 years ago. Tommy Reese did. I feel – wait, is his dad not uh, – nah, I keep going. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. But I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to, to see who you think his dad is. But, but my, my point, I guess, is, man, who else would you get that would be a sexier hire than Mike Bobo? I don't know. I mean, but, I mean, you think about maybe I think uh, I, I think kind of the if you didn't have Bobo, the route I'd like to see would be the kind of the Joe Brady, Liam Cohen type mm-hmm. in the sense of not necessarily them, but a young offensive assistant in the NFL that has learned under guys yeah. like a Sean, Sean McVay, McVay right. um, or like a guy who's been on the Kansas City Chiefs staff that's learned under Eric Benemy and Andy Reid, that, yeah. that, that type of deal. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, them's and then who's uh, are they going to like recruiting Clark? Joe Brady did. No, Liam Cohen left, and he went to the Rams, but then mm-hmm. I, things didn't work out there, so he came back. Bobo knows recruiting, man. Well, you know, I think a lot of people they see this, they they see okay, Bobo's been on our staff for for a year now. This is such a lazy hire, and I don't think that's really the case. Nah. I think. I mean, this is just me predicting. I, I feel like this is a safe prediction. I'm pretty sure Kirby went out to get Mike Bobo and because so, he knew Munkin was out the door yeah, in a while. Yeah, I was going, yeah. And so he Four brought him chest, in man. to prepare him to get a year under his belt to learn from Munkin, to collaborate with him, to call plays with him, yeah. to draw up plays with him. To learn to where the culture him, is, right. where we want to yes, be. Yes, to where we want to be. And now he's ready. We're just yeah. moving him in. It's next man up mentality, even in our staff. Um, yeah. and, and so I don't think it's a lazy hire by any means. I think I, I'm with you, Adam. I do like Mike Bobo. Um, and man, there's something to a fresh start. Yeah, you know, I, well, having that, a fresh start, a chip on his shoulder, a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's out to prove. Look, I can guarantee you, Mike Bobo hears what a lot of people say about yeah. him, especially on especially from UGA websites, is what I'll say. I mean, yeah, just some <laughs> stuff that's been out there been since he's been it. At Georgia, going back to his uh his time under Rick, man. I mean, a lot of ridicule. So a chip on the shoulder, man. And uh, I think Kirby said it. I heard that he spoke at an event a few nights ago, and Jake basically said, you know, a man with a chip on his shoulder will outwork anybody. You know. Yeah. So I mean, he's going to be ready to go. Um, 
I, I think is the best hire and two Clark, not recruiting connections. A lot of guys, current players that the keys to the Ferrari that he is going to be mm. handed with this offense, respect them, love them. He's developed relationships yeah. with them this past year. It makes sense to me. Him and Kirby know each other really well, and he knows the culture, man. And what I think it brings, Clark, if this if it works out, is stability. Yes. Stability, on, because eventually you're going to lose Schumann on the other side of the ball, and there's yeah. Muschamp. You got Bobo and Muschamp, guys who's been there, done that. And they're, now they're back home with their alma mater, have buyouts from previous contracts, man. Must you know, be money's nice. not a <laughs> – money, you know, exactly. And, and they're all their best friends working together, their alma mater, and they're good at what they do. If Bobo makes that piece to be that, and he is – you know, doesn't take too many steps back off from where Todd Monken's offense left off, you know, and we still have that production, then Kirby Smart has made stability at the coordinator level, something that you don't have in Tuscaloosa, no. Alabama, right or anywhere now. else oh. that um that that is going to be huge. And guys who can recruit, who are well-respected around these areas and bring guys in, man. So you got to look at it from that area too. Mm. But the thing is that people, the offensive scheme is not going to change a whole lot. I yeah. mean, you think about guys like, man, Steve Sarkeesian, think about this. Steve Sarkeesian, when he ran offenses at Washington well, as a head coach, mm-hmm. uh, he had some good ones at USC under Pete Carroll and them. But, but, but before that, like Washington and all these places, um, the Falcons. Uh, and then when he went back to Alabama, he looked like it, it landed him a head coach's job at Texas. Right. Now, Steve Sarkeesian before Clark wasn't a – just very just – I mean, good offensive mind, but just wasn't – oh, man. Well, those guys he had at Alabama. Now, let me ask you this. Was it Steve Sarkeesian's calling the plays or was it the Jimmy and the Joes? It was the Jimmy and the Joes. Right, Adam. right. And and the system that Saban wanted to right. run that he had from Lane Kiffin on up. Uh, so, he had to adapt. So, exactly. Had to adapt. So, what uh, I'm saying it's going to happen in Athens. Mike Bobo's going to have the Jimmys and Joes. There will oh, be yeah. no excuse for that. And I'll be honest, he couldn't say that. All the time. Now, there was some good talent in some of his Georgia teams. He couldn't say that his last two offense coordinator stops. Let me just say that. Yeah, South yeah. Carolina and Auburn. But what good players can do can make coaches look phenomenal. Mm. Or, you know, so I think you think about that. The system's already in place. He knows what he's going to run. Kirby's – and, again, you do not doubt Kirby's smart, man. Right. So, I, I it, it, it it's unbelievable to me the, the sky's falling approach some Georgia fans are taking. We're defending national champions, man, and thinking that Kirby's just always oh, loyal to a friend, man. This is what Rick – no, and i tell you the difference, too. If if it doesn't work out, I think it will work out. But let's just play uh, – let's just speculate that it doesn't work out. Bobo will be gone. Oh, yeah. Best friend or within not. two Bobo years. Bobo will be gone within a year. I mean, we saw what happened with James Coley gone yeah. within a year, man. Kirby's not going to let that hang around. But I know he has the confidence, and we should too, right. that uh, that he is the best fit for what was out there. And, I, yes, Clark, you're, I, you're 100% right, man. You're not going to say that it is even on the same playing field or breaking even and definitely not upgrading, but it is 100% downgrading. But yeah. you are not going to go anywhere and get somebody, I think, that would still be – Breaking even with mm-hmm. Todd Munkin. I don't. I don't. Just too experienced, too, uh, too good at what he did. Um, I, let me say this, too, Clark. I mean, let's just go over the stats real quick. Okay. I mean, I mean, Hold up, right quick. Oh, well, you go ahead. Me, I'm, I'm no, talking no, no, too no, much. Because what I, my note correlates with yours. By the way, Adam has his notes written on a beautiful nap. I, I love this a napkin. Look at that. Yep, yep, that is awesome. I mean, just numbers nobody else would understand. I, I love it, Adam. It only it. makes sense to you because I don't know if I can make any of that out. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's, There's some it's numbers. just a bunch of random numbers. Oh, man. All right. Let's, yep. let's go through Mike Bobo's history just right, really quickly. Give it to us. So he played at Georgia, right? Of course. He, he played at Georgia. With Kirby uh, Paul. With Kirby Paul. Under Jim Donnan. Yeah. Muschamp was 
a little bit before. before right? they, I think they crossed <laughs> over a little bit, uh, but yeah, Kirby or Muschamp was more kind of early nineties, ninety two range, yeah. ninety two, and then I think graduated maybe ninety four, and Kirby came in in ninety four. Maybe Bobo came in in ninety five, no ninety four too probably. I, I can't remember. I, th- I know Bobo was quarterback, starting quarterback in 96, 96. Yeah. and 97, and Quincy Carter was in 98. Oh, yeah. So 97 was Bobo's last year, right? I believe, yeah. We were one, I think four so. years old at the time, but <laughs> for, I, I believe that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to go back to YouTube to watch uh, to watch those guys. Yeah. We didn't – man, we didn't get to see them live. But, yeah. Um, anyway, Bobo started at Georgia uh, as a quarterback coach in 2001 with Mark Rick. 2006 was his last year as a quarterback coach yeah. uh, solely. And then he was promoted to Georgia's offense coordinator – uh, from 2007 to 2014. And what's the primary play caller? He was a play caller. He was. Rick gave up play calling duties about yep. that time. Yep. Yeah. Although I do think Rick still called a couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he had to. Have. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colorado State's head coach uh, in 2015 to 2019 did not have a very impressive showing out there. Nah. Um, was then moved back to South Carolina as offense coordinator and quarterback coach in 2020. And then to Auburn uh, as their offense coordinator and quarterback coach in 21. Wow. And then he came back to Georgia yes, as, a, as analyst an analyst last year. Okay, let's just start and, and break down what we know yep. of Bobo's career. Let's start from the Rick ages, uh, from 01 to 14, man. Yep. Um, 07, um, get Stafford. He gets Stafford in. Yeah, he gets guy. He, I mean, you got to think this guy brought in. He has coached Matthew Stafford. He's coached Aaron Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and guys like well Shockley and Green. But I mean, you're too big, like. Huge recruits that came in out of state were those two yep. men. And, um, you know, they did not win SEC championships, but Stafford or Murray, but I mean, they were, they were great collegiate quarterbacks. And Stafford obviously went on to have a great pro career. Um, but I would say, man, a lot of Bobo's time at Georgia when he had really good offenses was overshadowed by horrible defense horrible horrible defense man i really feel like murray's years he put up championship level numbers and i mean offensive points per game that matches what munkins group did last year Mm -hmm. i mean it did it did and um uh but the defense just wasn't there and isn't it sad you know it was sad to think like man he got he caught so much flack um, a lot of times Bobo did when the blame really should have either been on Rick or Grantham yeah, or yeah. Willie Martinez. Oh, I mean, oh, exactly, there's so man. many more other people you could have put the blame on right? Um, in a lot of situations, but it somehow always fell on Mike Bobo. And look, I used to be a critic, granted. I was. In, in high school and middle school. I didn't really know what I was talking but about. But it was just a cool thing. But oh, it, yeah. was, it was what you talked about, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I remember. I mean, it, it, everybody talked about that, man. Yeah. But I do remember one time, Clark. Oh, gosh. I, I know what you're going to say. Fuming. Yeah, what? me too. Uh, wait, wait, can I guess? What? Yes. Was it South Carolina 2014? Well, that's another one. Oh, wait, oh, that's is another there another one? one? We'll talk about This okay. one was one in particular as I was sitting in the rain in a uh, December, cold oh. December night in Memphis, Tennessee at the mm. Liberty Bowl watching Georgia put up six points against Central Florida and lose 10 to six to cap off a uh, six and seven season. I was sitting oh. in that stadium and I was saying, I cannot watch this offense any longer. Yeah. I, so at that point in time, I was not a happy. I was not I happy with Mike Bobo as a uh, seventeen-year-old uh, high school kid right there that we drove all the way out to Memphis mm-hmm. to watch that embarrassment. And the one you alluded to, Clark, was that goal uh, line. that two thousand fourteen South Carolina game, man. That we came back, golly, and uh, you know we don't give Todd Gurley the ball, 
and we the best player in America, uh, yeah. the best player in America in 2014. What was it? A tunnel screen? Uh, was it supposed to be like a little tunnel screen yeah, pass and uh, like got an offensive got pass interference? Oh yes, yes, offensive right. pass interference. And then I think <laughs> the next play <laughs> was the next play. <laughs> A bootleg or something? I might. Just, I don't. Remember I don't. Right but I just know that we were right there on the goal line and we uh, got backed up fifteen right there. But that, going just a tad bit off topic, then we'll come back in. That game gave me. That was the best collegiate run I've ever seen in person. One of them. Oh yeah, Todd, Todd Gurley. That, he ran across the oh field. Oh my gosh! And then just, I mean, he had he, another gear when he came back to the opposite side of the field. Right. Man, he ran I mean, fifty like, yards to like go seventeen. Yeah, it was like, like third and seventeen. It was like third that. long, man. right? And he should have been stuffed with oh a, either no, didn't get any gain, any positive yards, or either at least just two or three if the most. But he reversed it back upfield yeah. and got like about twenty-two yards. On he that wanted run. it. Golly, man, yeah. I don't want to think about that game. I don't even want to think about that year. No, no, no. And then but Clark. That year, that year, 2014, you know how many points Georgia averaged with Hudson Mason at quarterback in 2014? It's something like 40. Is over 40, right? 40.2. 40.2, not bad. Uh, what Georgia just averaged last year in 2022 with Stetson Bennett, the fourth at quarterback, 41.6. Mm. So, number four ranking last year and number eight in 2014. So, he's put up points before. Um, You know, definitely I'm not going to say he is Todd Monken, but – there has been some times where he has put up some points and it was overshadowed by very poor defensive yep. play because, golly, just the, the Jimmys and the Joes weren't on the defense side of the football. Yep. I think back then, man, you could argue that, I mean, yeah, I know for a fact that the most elite talent was on the offensive side of the football. Mm. That he had a major part in bringing in. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about the guys that were trying – well, there's <laughs> – <laughs> Think about some of the receivers that tried it out there back oh, in the days. But, but God uh, bless but, them. Hey, uh, we respect them. We love them because they put on the red and black. But I mean, we're not saying those guys weren't talented. No, but they were but they're players. not as talented. No, it's they're not certainly not there. And they were, and they good, were probably. I mean, they were ten win seasons, man. Yeah. A lot of people would die to have the years that Georgia had yeah. back in those days, man. That we got to enjoy. But now. Let's see what Bobo can do, Clark, because yeah. he is there with a, a program that is not frightened. I think, too, Clark, he had to be the glue in his later years at Georgia, mm-hmm. too. He had enough, man. Yeah. You had uh, athletic director, president, or, well, my athletic director just not wanting to shell out the support there to get indoor practice facility needs. You had Jeremy Pruitt acting like an idiot. Yep. And, but, but Jeremy Pruitt was the reason we got it. Right, oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying in some speculation, some ways, but – you know, but he was right on a lot of things. So a lot of just turmoil, I mm-hmm. guess, that Bobo kind of had to be the glue to keep stuff yeah. together there. And I think he got an unfair rap, and then that's what I think led to his exit yeah. 14. They need to get out and, of course, pursue a head coaching opportunity. Right. So it would be a great story if he comes back, Clark, and uh, and has success, man, yeah. and wins a, a national championship as a offensive coordinator at that the University good. of Georgia, man. So He's, uh, he's got a clean slate, a clean slate, fresh chip on his start. shoulder. Let's yep. roll, man. Let's I mean, he's it. been here over a year. He knows these guys, and I uh, – for the for the last time, people, Mike Bobo is not going to change this offense mm-hmm. and the uh, the philosophy and what they're going to do. Kirby Smart is going to run what Kirby Smart wants to run. Kirby Paul Smart. Kirby Paul Smart yeah. is going to run what he wants to run. And um, I think Bobo's a guy who uh, we'll, we'll see how in game play calling goes. But he's done it for a long time. Very connected. Very very connected. Very well respected in some circles, man. And. Um, Clark, I'll just be honest. I think it's the best hire you can make from realistically. You know, all these people, I mean, we're not going to go out there and hire freaking um, – who, who would we go out there and hire? We're not going to go out there and hire Lincoln Riley. 
I wouldn't want Lincoln yeah. Riley. I mean, honestly, all right, let's let's talk. Oh one boy, more thing, one more thing, one <laughs> more thing. Can I guess somebody who would be, let's say, a sexy offense coordinator hired that's on the market, realistic or not, he's on the market right now. Cliff Kingsbury. Mm. Would you rather have Cliff Kingsbury or Mike Bobo? Does Cliff probably, Kingsbury fit into the culture? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'd I'd take Bobo can just he because he just saw. Can he recruit? No. I don't think he can. Maybe I don't can. think he can. No, he didn't. He had a chance to text. Well, yeah. <laughs> he had Mahomes there, didn't he? And Well, he let Baker Mayfield go away. There you go. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But no. Oh, yeah. But no. He, Bobo's got a fresh start. And, uh, hey, for, if there's anybody that's, like, really down because of this hire and, and it's still just getting you down. You're back-to-back national champions. You're back-to-back national champions. And, hey, it can't get any worse than Brian Schottheimer. Okay. Oh God! You remember I'm that so, name? I was so excited Actually, about that. Oh yeah, that that's was. what Kyle was wanting Bobo back so bad. But like when when he left, I was like, okay. And then I thought Schottenheimer, man. He had that last name. His dad was a <laughs> legendary San Diego yeah. Chargers coach, man. Oh, like man. That, that we should do a recap, Clark. This would be a great offense or oh, off, offense off season podcast. It's a one show dedicated to breaking down the, 2015 the 2015 Georgia Bulldog football season. Oh, we season. need to do it. Well, Mark I would love, we can give our we can oh, give our man. backstory, Clark, yes. of what we were thinking and how excited we were okay. over over uh, over dinner that night and 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 Amelia Island before oh. we know we, we knew that for time by when we heard that afternoon. Oh, let's save it. Let's just when say we heard that Tom Bada was going to yeah. come out there and start what we mean you. Our conversation because I know you remember it. Oh, I do. Because I remember it. So we need to save that, put that on the calendar. Oh my gosh, the 2015 season needs to be an episode in and of itself. We're doing it because we're we can do it. it and talk about it now because we're national champions. No, yeah, it we doesn't can, matter. We can, like, revisit some of this stuff oh, just yeah. to, just get a good chuckle. Oh out my also. gosh, and just to show we've we been there to. from the beginning. We yes. have that. We have. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to have a lot more fun this offseason. A lot more in the works, people. Um, Can't wait to to crank out some more episodes. We've got some good ideas, Adam. Dang right, Clark. It's going to be exciting to keep up with spring football this year, Clark. You know, uh, this year, a new quarterback battle. Yeah. We'll see how Bobo's doing. One thing I will say, Clark, look out for Gunnar Stockton, man. Bobo, a Bobo guy. He committed to South Carolina when Bobo was the guy there from Raven County, Georgia. Bobo's parents in Raven County has done some personal work with Bobo before this and knows his dad. Uh, Bobo's dad, George, um, from being in Raven County, man, I think there's a tight bond there. How do you know so Coach Bobo's dad's name? I mean, he is a legendary you figure know, in Raven. You should know. Oh, I know. I you know. should know. I know. You but should know why you should know it, too. Yeah, because our high school coach coached yeah. with him. Coach there. DeLay, Jonathan DeLay, yeah. yeah no, and, I, I, and I know Wilch. Coach Bobo and Tommy Coach Wilch. Thomas Wilkes, too. But uh, yes, I love Coach Welch. Yes, but uh, anyway, so that's uh, that. But yeah, old, old George is up there in Raven County now, yeah. not in South Georgia. So watch out for Gunner Stockton, yeah. baby. Hey, and watch out. Yeah, watch out for our next episode, episode number fifty. It may take us a month to make this one, but it will be well worth it. The We're going to go centennial through, episode. Yes, we are going to go through our top. I'm not going to give it a number, but we're going to go through some of our favorite moments on Row 60. Yes. The funniest moments, the wildest moments. Who knows? Who knows what you people are going to It's going to just be a celebratory episode of Row 60 in the podcast, and then we'll get back on the current news and uh, ramp it up. I like it. Football, baby. I love it. 
Adam, wrap Boom. this thing up. Put a nice bow on it. I'm excited, Clark. We're in the offseason. Again, national champions. Again, we get to celebrate it all summer long, all spring long, all that good stuff. We're going to be here for y'all this offseason, man. We are going. We got stuff in the works. We're going to come to y'all more consistent. Pitch us some ideas, man. But we got some exciting stuff coming up, and uh, we're looking forward to it, man. We are blessed. We are thankful. It's so good to get to acknowledge and talk with the Rose 60 family again, man. Stay in touch with us. Yep. And, uh, hey, you never know what we might have planned for G-Day. Oh, it's free to get some folks up and gather, baby. So yeah. we'll see what we got on the horizons, man. You are a national champion. Let everybody out there know it. Anybody that you see, Cart, anybody that you see that is wearing other teams' paraphernalia, you let them know that the Georgia Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. Be cocky about it. Don't yep. be humble about it. Nope. Let them know, hey, support the basketball team for the rest of the year, man. It's a decent little product coming out that Mike White's <laughs> yeah. got. I mean, it it's can't get any worse ball. than last year. It's respectable ball being played. On the trajectory, baseball season's cranking up. Equestrian season. Equestrian said baseball has got. I'm ready to see them win a freaking regional, by God. Yes. The Strickland better produce this year. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to call it out. Scott Strickland better and the Diamond Dogs better produce this year. I'm going to be ticked. Bitter. Ticked. Hey, we need to go to a baseball game. Yep. So, hey, we'll start talking about Georgia baseball, too, here. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Y'all have a good one. We'll be in touch. Go, dogs. Go, dogs. Ooh, 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 ooh.